Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Yeah. All right, here we go live now on a Monday after a big weekend in basketball that saw Auburn finally lose at home and Alabama stay atop of the SEC standings. We'll get to that. We've got college football news to talk about. We're in that part of the college football season where some people now start doing those uh, – wild predictions for next year we it may be the first one we've got one of those later on don't we love those where people well, make wild predictions and then we decide where yeah is that really wild, wild it? or yeah. not? Well, it's not wild i mean yeah. most of them i take 99 percent. it's like they're not going out on a limb really yeah. i think we ryan day has to get to a college football yeah. playoff no oh, shit yeah yeah i think we started doing those thinking we were going to talk about the actual prediction and it ended up we would just always grade on how wild they were so pretty much we just tear apart the poor person's work rather than comment on the Yeah, person's like work. if somebody comes out and they're like one team that will be in the national semifinals, the final four of college football, has never been that far before. You come up with something like that, to me that's a little bold. You know what's funny though, if somebody had done that wild prediction two years ago it said TCU makes their first college football playoff, we'd have said Psh. Quit reading the list. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, we're, we, we, you're in a championship yeah, game. Yeah, we'll play for the Jim, national championship. Jim, Jim, let's move on. You yeah, got basketball. Let's move on. Let's move yeah. on. Don't no, read if, that list. If you say a, a group a, a group five um, player is going to win a Heisman Trophy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bold. That's bold. Yeah, that's bold. I pre-looked at these. We'll do them later in the show, but... Um, the group of five representative is the first time I've seen this one. Oh, is that bull? Jacksonville State? Okay. A, Everybody seems to like go lazy, and I think Boise is going to be pretty good this year, yeah. but the majority of people I've seen have got Boise State there, yeah. and it's almost like we're not going to do a deep dive into what group fives are going to be really good. Let's just go with the consensus group five over the last 20 years. Yeah, I recognize that name. Boise's yeah. good. All right, but we start with basketball, and, and let's start with Auburn because uh, they lost the game, and I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to lose because Kentucky came out and played their best game in a long, long time, and it starts with Kentucky's defense. Reputation-wise, Kentucky's defense was sort of in the neighborhood of Alabama. Kentucky could shoot you out of a gym, could beat you offensively, but they had not been playing really good defense. They picked a weird time to maybe play their best defensive game of the year on the road at Auburn, and they held Auburn under 60 points down in Neville. Yeah, when did we hear from Calipari? Was it last Friday or Thursday? Well, it wasn't even subliminal. He was basically saying, look, uh, we've got great offensive skill, but defense is really effort. Yeah, it was the old, I need you to work over here. You know, yeah. you're willing to do what's right here. Yeah, I need you to walk over here. Is that a good Calipari? That's horrible. Okay. But but you, you basically was saying exactly what Calipari was saying last yep. year. And Kentucky listened because they've got great athletes and they can score. And they won a game by basically just grinding it down and making Auburn look ugly offensively. But that was a great performance. I mean, Auburn looked about as bad as they can look ever at Neville. But Kentucky on the other side, man, I mean, if this is a Kentucky team that can go out and score 80 or 85 on a given night, they can play defense like that, this is a dangerous Kentucky team. Yeah, I mean, team. It, 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 they did to Auburn's backcourt what 
few, if any, have been able to do. Forced them to turn the ball over, got points off turnovers. I mean, people aren't getting points off turnovers in Auburn because Auburn doesn't really turn the ball over all that much. More on Jalen Williams. We'll get to that injury in a second. But first, let's hear from Bruce about that loss and what it does for Auburn down the stretch. If you're paying attention, Rockstar, I need cut five. If you're paying attention to the SEC standings as we uh, sit here right now, Alabama's in the lead. Tennessee's, you know, in the loss column, one back. So Bama's got two losses, three losses for Tennessee. And then there's four teams, including Auburn now, with four losses. Here's Bruce after the 16-game home winning streak came to an end on Saturday night. This is kind of the, the, the first time you guys have really had a true, like, just demoralizing game just in this building, demoralizing injury. This was not a demoralizing game. <laughs> it was a good team. That played a really good game. What's demoralizing about a loss to Kentucky when they play well? So I can't even begin to answer that. Do I look demoralized to you? Anybody think I'm demoralized? No, the point is, and this is what I want you guys to understand, I mean, our guys have been achieving at a high level. I mean, they've been, and it's, and oh, by the way, it's funny, I looked at the schedule the other day, and we're playing South Carolina, and they're 20 and 3. And they've won seven in a row. And I said to my son, Stephen, I said, you know what? This might be the easiest game of the next four. Looking at Kentucky here, even going to the road to Georgia, then going to Tennessee. And so for these kids to have grinded and be in the position, guys, come on, demoralized. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of demoralizing. Bruce did not. Yeah. I, I, I did think that was an interesting response. It's almost, I, I mean, I see both sides of it. Like, I see, guys, it's, it's a basketball loss. You know, you're going to take a lot of losses in basketball. This is not football. This, you lose at home to Kentucky in football. It's a demoralizing loss, right? But some of that did feel like <clears throat> we're playing, <clears throat> excuse me, we're playing Kentucky, guys. This is Kentucky. You're supposed to lose to Kentucky. And I know that's not what Bruce is saying, but... Right. He is saying it is Kentucky, right? I mean, I I do believe this is the worst Kentucky team I've seen in a long, long time. I think they have a lot of flaws. They, I mean, they they, had lost uh, what four of seven going into that game, three of five, just in this game, which is a big win for them. They struggled to move the ball around the court. I mean, their passes were sort of like they would just (laughs) throw it up, and luckily one of their guys would get into it sometimes. So I, I, I I don't, I don't know how good this Kentucky team is going to be. Uh, down the stretch it was a big win for them but for Auburn moving forward now they've they've lost Jalen Williams for at least a period of time the good news is it's a non-season ending injury Um, but I just I've been making this point for a while I just showed you these numbers Brown but I want to bring LT into this conversation Jalen Williams um, when he doesn't score points Auburn doesn't win basketball games when he scores points when Jalen Williams is good he compliment compliments Janai Broom and Chad Baker Mazzara so well that Auburn is almost unbeatable in their losses this year I'll go backwards from the other night he had three against Kentucky now he got injured with 10 minutes to go so he, he still logged 24 minutes and was one of five yeah, I mean yeah, the yeah. Splash Brothers they had one outing and then the Splash Butter Brothers completely shit the bed. <laughs> he had six in the loss at Florida, ten in the loss against Mississippi State, seven in the loss against Alabama, six in the loss against Appalachian State, four in the loss against Baylor. When Jalen Williams isn't that extra part that makes Broom and Chad Baker Mazzara sore, this team has lost basketball games. Now they've got to find someone 
to lift up the others until he comes back. And then you hope he comes back to a level that gets him into the 15 to 20 point range every game. Yeah, this team is not doing anything without Jalen Williams. And look, your strengths of this team are depth. And they're the combination of Broom and Williams. And with Broom being out right now, that is going to limit what Auburn is able to do on both ends of the court. So that is a tremendous loss. I mean, the good news is when you saw it initially happen and then you saw Bruce after the game, you thought it might be season ending. The good news is, as you said, he will be back. And another thing I saw it over in the chat room, Aiden Holloway, this guy could not hit water if he fell out of a boat to, quote, Crash Davis. I mean, he is one of the worst shooting guards I have ever seen, at least in-game. I mean, I I shouldn't. That's probably a little uh, over the top. Maybe maybe a bit. (laughs) But he is 2 of 21 his last six games. He's 5 of 28 his last nine games. And this is a guy that everybody said, watch out. You know, once he hits the timeline, anything you know, this guy can get get his shot. Uh, this guy is going to be unbelievable as far as a scoring guard. He just hadn't been that. Nobody looks better than him dribbling the ball up the floor. He's the fastest dribbler I've ever seen of getting up the floor. But he's a guy you want shooting threes. Like, you you double down on Janai and oh. let him shoot threes all day yeah. long until he start, proves he can hit two in a row. And I would assume that if you are an opposing player coach – until he hits two or three, you can get in this guy's head easily right now. Yeah. Uh, Back off, let him have what he wants. Yeah, he's 29.7 on the year from beyond the arc. I mean, he's got to be better if he's going to be – if you're going to play guard in Auburn's offense, you're going to shoot a little bit better than under 30% from beyond the arc. So when, when, I, when I'm watching this game, though, the other night, and Taylor and I talked about it in the post game, you can see that 30-minute reaction with Taylor – uh, of which, if you missed it, Brownie, she did it again. Uh, she's got a beautiful shot right there on the court, ready to go. And I asked for her reaction, long pause, and then she starts walking again and walks yeah. out of the sunlight, out, out of the bright lights inside the arena, through the tunnel, out towards that field again. She she did not want to stay where the bright lights were. She wanted to get out of the arena so she could express her real feelings. So she was outside again in, in the, the entire post game. Uh, with very little light. <laughs> was she emotional at all? I said to her, I said, uh, uh, you had a perfect look. You look like you were on Sports Center. Now you're walking out. And she goes, you know, I've never been anything like Sports Center. You're just going to deliver true, yes. um, But we made this point is that they started off that game doing things that they normally don't do. Like Chad Baker Mazzara in, in the first in the first few minutes was trying to go behind the back, between the legs on everything. Every pass was behind the back from him. They had people that were shooting shots that don't usually shoot shots. They didn't they were trying to to, I believe, feed into the frenzy of the crowd and make these big crazy shots early on to sort of bury Kentucky early. They got they got in their own head. They didn't play their normal. So game. you think the crowd actually impacted them, not Kentucky? I think the players Yeah, well, I, I don't want to use the old Saban rat poison. But I believe the players started to believe they were bulletproof in that arena. You know, but I, they just had I, to show up and they could put on a, a show like it was a freaking all-star I, game in the NBA. They could go out there and bounce past it between legs and behind the back and throw it off. I mean, it's just I, crazy. I guess I misworded the question maybe a little bit to Stephen Pearl, but I tried to ask him that about the South Carolina game. And obviously it was not an issue with the South Carolina game. But you do wonder, because to your point, so much is made of how difficult Neville Arena is to play in. And obviously it is. Um, though Alabama fans are pointing out a tweet that came out this weekend about actual home record over the last two years. Um, 
the Neville Arena is a difficult place to play, and you do wonder. And I kind of I try to ask Stephen this, and maybe I'll reword it tomorrow when he's on with us. I, you do wonder if that team does think they're bulletproof there, and and it it, it starts to hurt you a little bit that you think, oh, we got to do show up at Neville and we're going to win. Well, the good news is you get humbled quickly. Well, you did as of Saturday, and you look at they've lost two or three now. And the thing that really is glaring in those two losses is how bad they were behind the arc. I mean, you, you talk about 7 of 39 in the two losses to Florida in this past weekend to Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that's shooting yourself out of well, the game. It right? is. The difference and, is one of those are at home where you're supposed to, you know, you shoot a lot of balls in those arenas. You're supposed to be much more comfortable at home. And, and you know, in terms of the Southeastern Conference race, it makes it really difficult on them now with a road game at Tennessee still to play and, and you're two games back of Alabama. Um, that it's going to be tough for them to win the SEC regular season. Certainly I, I, outright. And they I, don't, finish in a I don't know how much that means. I mean, I, I would hope it means something. Wouldn't you think? I like being regular season. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, that's but, a banner. You know, that's a banner. Yeah, it's, but, you, but again, I mean, I can't tell you this. When Auburn went to their only Final Four, what did they do in the regular season? No, no, no. I know I, it wasn't a great I, regular season, I, but... I uh, trade the actually final. Got beat at home by Kentucky. Last yeah. time Kentucky won at Auburn was when Auburn went to the Final Four. Trust me, I'd trade the Final Four for an SEC championship. Don't get me wrong. But winning an SEC championship means I don't have to play till Friday in Nashville. I get the early games straight through in Nashville. I don't have to play any late games. I'm probably, if I'm regular season SEC champ, there is, two seed. there's zero yeah. chance I'm going to be below a three. Zero yeah. chance. So I'm going to get a really good NCAA tournament. And you saw when the seeding came out, Auburn was right there already. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, Auburn was a two. Bama was a three. Um, no, the thing is... Four. Auburn four, was a four. four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, though, we remember regular seasons when it comes to college football. We do. I just don't really remember regular seasons when it comes to college basketball. But I'm with Jim. I mean, you start the season with goals, and one of them has to be to win the SEC. I mean, like Jim said, you raise a banner for that. Every Even, S- even Kentucky raises a banner for that one. Yeah, for the SEC regular yeah. season. Our friends at Rump Shaker bringing you part of the conversation we'll get to Alabama's win over Texas A&M another 100 point outing after LT tells us about Rump Shaker yeah our friends at Rump Shaker they want to remind you the dangers of colon cancer right now make sure you uh you reach out go to Rump Shaker uh inc.org Rump Shaker inc.org um and get ready for the 5k that's coming up you're going to have to give me a second, Dunaway. Okay. I had no idea we were doing this. That's uh... okay. Our friends at Rump Shaker, it's a great event every year. It happens down at Regions Field where the Barons play their games. And you got uh, a lot of good breweries and restaurants in the area. It's just a great event. You get out there. Colon cancer is a huge problem in the United States. Um, it's something you've got to continue to get checked all the time. And the Rump Shaker, Shaker event brings great awareness to that every year. You get a chance to participate uh, in the walk slash run and get out there and uh, bring awareness to that. And we'll tell you more about the Rump Shaker as we move yeah, a little bit further. don't have it. Don't yeah. have it. Okay. We'll get to that in a little bit later on. Our friends uh, at Alabama had a big win over the weekend. Uh, Rockstar, give me cut number – let's go cut number one, Nate Oates. On how important this one was for Alabama as they go out and beat Texas A&M 100 to 75. Here's Nate. That's a big win. We got teams right on our tail in the SEC race, and we got got to protect home force. We need to get it. You know, I gave them three things. One, we got to try to turn them over so that they don't get shots up. We were okay. We turned them over 14 times. Probably not quite enough. Two is we got to actually box out and rebound. We weren't great on that. But then three, I said, like, they don't get any points. 
for getting an offensive rebound. You only get points if you put the ball in the hole. So after they get an offensive rebound, we, we still got to get stopped. You know, two totally different styles, but, you know, we we're fortunate we got them at home and shot the ball pretty well and got the win because it was, you know, it was a well-needed win at this point of the year. Uh, and I know LT felt the way I did on Friday. After the loss at Vandy from Texas A&M, I was expecting a really good effort from Texas A&M in this game in Col- Coleman Coliseum. And I don't think they played horrible. I just think Alabama played that well. The, the defense, Grant Nelson underneath was really good. And they shot, they hit 18 threes. Well, look, Wade Taylor is a guy that can take a game over for Texas A&M. And I don't think he wants to step back in the uh, state of Alabama. Against Auburn, 2 of 16. Against Alabama, 4 of 15. 6 of 31 overall in those two games. And, and Wade wasn't good. A&M only shot 37%. And as much as we talk about Neville, I didn't see the tweet over the weekend. But I am going to assume, based on that, Alabama's got an equal or better record over the last couple of years. We talked about it in the postgame. Taylor and I did. Alabama's got the longest win streak of SEC games uh, since 1988. Uh, That's Alabama in SEC games. Now, they've lost one game this year at home. That was to Clemson. So they don't have the longest win streak uh, in, in the country or uh, you know, Auburn had 16 straight wins uh, dating back to Alabama beating them in Neville last year. But if you go back to a certain period of time, Alabama's won 27 of uh, 28 games at home. So uh, Blake Byler did the work on this, and Blake's with Bama Central. <clears throat> Over the last two seasons, Alabama is 27 and 1 at Coleman Coliseum. Auburn is twenty seven and three. Tennessee is twenty six and three. And Texas A and M, surprisingly, is twenty four and four. I didn't know A and M was quite that good at home, honestly. Um, so over the last two years, now again, this is I don't I don't know if you include three years what changes here or four years well, what Alabama changes here. Alabama didn't win the SEC championship. That the, is correct. The year he's leaving out, but they did win the year prior prior to that. So That's you could right. even go deeper back. And but, it, but I did the year before. So yeah. when you do th- two years instead of three, there's probably a reason years, they, yeah, a guy at, five. There's probably a reason a guy at Bama Central stopped it too. Yeah. Uh, but Alabama is twenty seven and one, and Auburn is twenty seven to three. They've both been terrific at home. Um, you know, I was asked, this came up on the zone last night, and I just, I, 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 this sounds like I'm trying to make everybody happy here. I'm not, but I guess I maybe we'll try, like I'm a politician. I think for Alabama, them being at home, they are comfortable shooting there. You saw that, 18 threes. If Alabama hits 18 threes in a game, there is not a team in America that beats them. Not one. I don't care if you give me Purdue or UConn or Arizona, if Alabama hits 18 threes, they are not losing. Period. End of sentence. Best offense in the country. They kept saying yep. on the broadcast. I mean, if it's if in, in any NCAA tournament game, and it's unlikely that they would do this, but in any NCAA tournament game where they hit 18, they are winning that game. Period. Yeah. Um, 12 times over 90 yeah. points. They're averaging 90.7 a game right now. Yeah. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And another time over 100. And on a Buzz Williams defense. Pretty yeah. impressive. But... You know, Auburn, and, and Nate Oates said this. It's not me saying this. Nate Oates said this. The, the construct of Auburn's arena makes it a really difficult place yeah. to play. I think for Alabama, the crowd has an impact. You were there Saturday. It sounded pretty loud on TV it at was times. A, it was a yeah. good crowd. The crowd's into Al- it at 11 o'clock. Alabama dominated the game, so the crowd didn't yeah. have to be But there. I think the big thing for Alabama is they are comfortable shooting there. Yeah. They shoot there a lot, and they yeah. it fits their eye. Here's the deal on a stat like that, and I try to make this point over the weekend. Um Alabama's football home record's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's because Alabama's really good. Because Alabama's really good. That's right. Alabama They're, basketball is really good. That's right. Right? So pe- places that get um, the reputation of having a good home field advantage in football, 
and a great home field advantage in basketball is when you're really good at home, it's a crazy atmosphere, but really you make your team that much better. Like Jordan-Hare Stadium at Auburn, right? Right. Nobody would say that Bryant-Denny Stadium is a more intimidating home field advantage than what Jordan-Hare Stadium is, right? No, I think if you look at the numbers, Alabama's probably just as good on the road as they are. That's, that's yeah. the point. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Right. They're good everywhere. That's right. Yeah. Al- Alabama, Alabama football. Yeah. Alabama football wins everywhere, including right. Bryant-Denny Stadium. If Blake or whomever goes back and does the Alabama football numbers, you're going to say Bryant-Denny Stadium is one of the greatest home field advantages in the SEC or in college football because they win all their games there, right? But meanwhile, if you start saying the five toughest places to play in the SEC in college football, Bryant-Denny Stadium rarely, if ever, gets mentioned. Mm -hmm. Though statistically, it is one of the toughest places to play because Alabama wins football games there. Texas was their first home loss in forever there. So Coleman Coliseum's numbers are really, really good because you know what? Alabama basketball under Nate Oates has been really, really good. So those numbers are going to stack up a lot of wins because Nate just wins a lot of basketball games. Yeah, I'm curious, and I can pull this up. But I'm sure Blake or anyone else who is sending in that stat is not going to tell us they do not want a new arena that makes the well, makes the atmosphere better, right? Yeah. Nate Oates is going to tell you that he would love to have the students uh, lined up on the court there instead of in two sections going 100 rows up to the ceiling where you can't yell from the top row and be heard anywhere else other than in Northport. You want to be on the court like a lot of the great arenas are. So throw all the stats you want. Uh, to me, you still need the new redesigned arena down the road. Yeah, and they, and uh, on our Ryan Fowler had Greg Byrne on uh, his show this past week, and Greg talked about that over in Tuscaloosa and, and said they're getting closer. They still haven't closed the gap they need to close. I think it's a $100 million gap, but they're getting closer. Well, every day they're going to get closer. You would I mean, if they, they might build it in 50 years. <laughs> yeah, but they're getting closer. Um, a lot there in the first. We'll get back to the actual game for Alabama and some of those big topics we just uh, grazed over here in this opening segment being brought to you by our friends at Redmont and our friends at Guttercap. First, Redmont, big, man, a lot of exposure at the NBA All-Star. Oh, yeah, weekend. they were all Redmont. over the place. Uh, gluten-free, eight times distilled, locally owned and operated. Charles Barkley, one of the reasons it was so visible in Indianapolis this past weekend. But ask for it by name. If you're a local bar, local restaurant, uh, it's Redmont Vodka available at uh, your local package store, ABC stores, including the Pink Package and Beverage Place. Again, it's Redmont Vodka. Yeah, and our friends at Guttercap. Uh, a lot of people, the housing market this spring and summer is about to uh, about to crank up. Good feeling about where the housing market's going to go. So if you're about to put your house on the market, uh, and one of the great easy ways to add value to it is gutter cap with our friend C. Stu. He's been doing it for a long, long time with us here. Yeah, the last thing you want to do after a long work week is get on top of the roof and clean the gutters out. It's a dirty, dangerous job. You slip, you fall, you snap the neck and die. No good to the wife or kids. Cap it. Don't snap it. Chris Stewart will come out and give you an absolutely free estimate. You've got nothing to lose to find out if gutter cap is right for you. 205-823-2212 or guttercapbirmingham.com. Follow the next round on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Next Round Live. Hey, Lance Taylor from the Next Round to tell you about one of our favorite places for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is Hamburger Heaven since 1982. Hamburger Heaven has been serving Birmingham's best hamburgers, cheeseburgers, french fries, hand-spun milkshakes, and sandwiches made fresh to order. All of their ingredients are fresh and prepared daily. This includes their beef, always fresh, never frozen, hand-pattied each and every day. For breakfast, lunch, or dinner, visit any of the four locations, Highway 280, Irondale, Gardendale, and Homewood. 
Hey, for all of your IT and printing needs, reach out to our friends at Xerox Business Solutions. Look, I'm still one of those old school guys. I print my notes every single day for the show. If you watch the show here on the next round, you see all the notes in front of me. From day one, Xerox Business Solutions, they've been with us here at the next round. Local for over 45 years. For all of your IT and printing needs, visit XeroxBusinessSolutions.com or call 205-969-3000. That's 205-969-3000. Maybe you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, or TikTok while we're changing the game yet again. Tyler's Telegrams has been developed exclusively for you. Hi, this is the lovable boy you know as Tyler the Intern. I'm a businessman now. I will come directly to your door and tell you every time a new piece of TNR content drops. For the low, low price of $740,000, you can be notified by me, one of the biggest stars of the next round, about that thing you missed. Sure. The rest of those social media services are free, but so is radio, and we all know how well that's trending. Tyler's Telegrams is currently operating exclusively in Bibb County. Other social media platforms are available everywhere. The wait is over. Tonali has arrived. Beautifully distinctive Italian styling and performance. Come test drive the all-new 2024 Alfa Romeo Tonali plug-in hybrid at Alfa Romeo of Birmingham. The all-new Tonali offers best-in-class horsepower and torque, fastest 0 to 60 times in its class, plus best-in-class range with full electric charge. And best of all, qualified Tonali leasees are eligible for up to $7,500 EV tax credit factored into your lease. Hurry down to Alfa Romeo of Birmingham and experience the all-new Tonali. Hey, let me tell you about our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama. Compassionate and comprehensive urological care with 35 physicians, 17 locations across Alabama. Their patient-centered approach to all of your urological needs. Remember, they've got that new men's health center. It is beautiful, helping men with a wide range of sensitive male issues in a comfortable environment. You can always go online, visit urologycentersalabama.com, schedule an appointment with one of their many urologists today. Let me introduce you to the new line of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. This great new line is perfect for the industrial athlete, the guy who is working on concrete or running through the warehouse all day long. Red Wing Athletics use the same technology found in a running shoe with soft mesh uppers, a lightweight aluminum toe for protection, and non-slip soles. This shoe is a winner. This comfortable new line of safety shoes are perfect for warehousing and light manufacturing. Plus, the colors look great. Stop by your local Red Wing Shoe store, have your feet measured, and test drive a new pair of Red Wing Athletic Work Shoes. Back with you on the next round, uh, Daytona later today, 3 o'clock Central Time. If you're waiting on the uh, Great American Race, we look forward to Talladega uh, coming up in April. We'll be over there for the big one on the boulevard and a lot of fun with those fine folks. College football news a little bit later on in the show, but back to basketball after LT tells us about our friends at Woodhouse. Hey, look, a great gift. You can give it 24-7 online. It is the gift of luxury from our friends at Woodhouse Day Spa. They're located right there at the Summit Shopping Centers. Get NC Stewart and that great staff. Tell them the next round sent you. You can choose from a menu of over 70 options, including massages, body treatment, skincare, waxing, nail services. Again, you can order that special person gift online 24-7 Birmingham.WoodhouseSpas.com The Woodhouse Day Spa voted America's best day spa since 2009 online birmingham.woodhousespas.com all right so we got off of uh off the path of alabama's win over texas and m 175 here's latrell right after the game uh he was one of alabama's four guards that were all in double figures against texas and m and he talked about just how important this team is that um i don't know continuing to bring that attitude that gets uh, mark sears the hard hat what was the key for you to get it going? Um, just 
trusting my shot, staying consistent, and then my teammates believing in me, finding me in open spots, uh, getting me the ball to catch and shoot. Um, I got yelled at again by coach, not met, taking a shot. I mean, y'all already probably know he yelling me every game for not taking a shot. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I came in the second half with a better mental, uh, came in ready to shoot the ball, and that just it just worked for me. So those guards, Sears with 23. Seems like he has 23 every night. That's what I was about to say. It's become automatic. 16 20-point games, eight straight. Uh, The only parlay uh, that I was close to winning on Saturday was an Alabama in-game parlay that I took all those guys over what they had and had Sears under 20 and a half because I thought Buzz would try to take him out of it and would limit him, and he goes over 20.5, which is his total. If you do in-game parlays with Alabama at mybookie.ag, Always 20.5. It's 20.5 every time. 20.5 every time. I love and, it. And by the, the way, one parlay I almost did. Yeah, no, no, it was a brutal Saturday and Sunday in the parlay world. But Mark Sears with 23, 16 20-point games, eight straight now. Ryland Griffin had 17. Luttrell had 16. And Aaron Estrada, who was on the show with us last week, he had 11. Estrada's defense, though, uh, pretty good. I, I thought the whole defensive effort was an improvement. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, A&M shoots 38%. A&M won the battle of the boards pretty handily, too. Offensive rebounds specifically. They were, they were sometimes down the floor. They were getting two rebounds, three rebounds. Yeah, 26 offensive boards, and that's something that can really frustrate you and take a home crowd out of it. But again, this game's still not even close. And you look at Sears, Reitzel, and Griffin, all four threes. When you have three guys that can hit four plus threes in a game, watch out. Yeah. And then... And Estrada was off. You're right. Played well at the defensive end, but he was only one of five behind the arc. And then there is the the fact that they have eight 100-point games. Now, it was a guy off the end of the bench that hit the one that got it to 100, the three at the buzzer. Does not matter. But that's still 100. What did they get in Coleman for 100 points? I don't know, but somebody's going broke doing it this year. Yeah, I don't sure, I'm not sure they get anything. Um, See, lot, that should be a universal thing. I agree. I agree yeah. with Lance. Um, but I will tell you this. Instantly, this stat popped up. Uh, Steven Gonzalez, who sends out uh, uh, the information from Alabama, Alabama's the first team with eight or more 100-point games in, I think he said college basketball, maybe it's the SEC, either way, since 1996 Kentucky. Remember how good that offense was? Yeah, Yeah. With the bad shorts, right? Yeah, Yeah. they did have that bad logos. So that's a a pretty impressive stat there. They got 1290-plus. But then here comes this part of the schedule for Alabama. Um, Florida at home this week, and it's one of those games that's a tough matchup for Alabama because they're so big inside. They're good guards, but they're so big inside. Then they go on the road to Rupp to play Kentucky. Then they have Tennessee, and they've got Ole Miss. They've got Florida. they got Arkansas down the stretch here. So it's uh, that's the last six games as they try to win the SEC championship. Tough, tough matchup in four of those. Rupp on the road, Tennessee at home, and two Florida dates, including one in Gainesville, one at home. Ole Miss on the road. Do you feel like Alabama's in a good spot to finish the deal and win this SEC championship? It's so difficult to win on the road. I mean, Ole Miss 14 and 1 at home, Florida's 11 and 1 at home. Should be able to get these home games, but uh on the road, everything's difficult and you heard Bruce Pearl earlier back to Auburn real quick saying I told Steven our easiest game moving forward might be South Carolina. Now, that proved to be kind of easy, but when he said it, they were number 11 and they had three losses. So this is just life on the road in the SEC. I mean, I think you could absorb two of those road losses and still win the conference. If you beat Tennessee, right, at home. I mean, maybe 
Oh, tied. if you beat tied for the guy, if you beat Tennessee at home, it's yes. over. Yeah, no, I think I think honestly, I think March second might probably is going to determine who wins. I the would conference. agree. But you could absorb two of these road losses and still win the conference. I think you can't drop a home game. I just I, you know when you look at everybody else's schedule, I just don't think Alabama can be dropping home games to Florida or to Arkansas or certainly to Tennessee because that's the team you're trying to hold off. Taylor and I will be over in Coleman Wednesday night for the game. Six o'clock tip ESPN two with Florida coming to town. Uh, quad one opportunity even for a home game for Alabama. Absolutely. Right? Uh, where was Florida this morning, Jim? I was looking at the net. I think they're twenty somewhere around twenty seven. Uh, Florida is twenty eight right now. So yeah. assuming, I mean, two spots would be a lot to drop without playing a game. So where are they projected about happens. six? I haven't seen six or seven. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're 28, so it's a quad one home win. Top 30 is quad one. Now, here's the tricky part. Alabama beating them could potentially, I mean, they're close enough, it could potentially drop them out of the top 30, right? If they're at 28 or 29. Yeah, road loss to a team is ranked Probably Alabama. wouldn't. Maybe even raise them up a little bit. Yeah, Al- Alabama has lost a quad one win. Indiana State has now dropped out of the top 30. Yep. So that has cost Alabama a quad one win there. So that's how that can happen. For those that aren't paying attention, we mentioned they finally were ranked for the first time since Larry Bird. They went out and played two games last week, and they won <laughs> none of them. That's tough. Hey, to keep that ranking. I, I don't know how you, you do that because they seemed so much better than everybody else in the Missouri Valley. And, look, we can call it an internal jinx because I didn't see them losing another regular season game. I mean, they were double-digit favorites in these games. Some people don't handle the bright lights. Um, There's another side of this Alabama story from Saturday that I I find very interesting. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Legacy. Uh, LegacyCreditUnion.com is the website to get all the information about everything Legacy has going on. But right now, I want you to remember this website, a specifically website set up for this, SwapAndDrop.com. SwapAndDrop.com. That's because the annual Swap and Drop program is back at Legacy. Whether you have a car loan, a boat, a camper, a motorcycle, even an ATV, and you have that loan with another financial provider, you can swap it over to Legacy and drop your interest rate and your monthly payments. That's right. They have special competitive rates all the time. It gets even better during the Swap and Drop program. Just apply online, swapanddrop.com. It takes minutes, and you will save hundreds of dollars with our friends at Legacy. Uh, Limited time offer. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. It's the Swap and Drop program. Swap your car loan, truck loan from somewhere else and bring it over uh, to Legacy, swapanddrop.com, swapanddrop.com. Before we get too far away from it, uh, in, in, in the chat room, a lot of people are making the point that that game at Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ken Palm right now is 126 defensively. So Alabama's number one offense playing a defense, which that's got to keep Chris Beard yeah. up. I cannot imagine. And that's he, surprising because yeah. normally when you see a coach like Chris Beard, they make an immediate impact in year one, at least defensively. Yep, yep. Like We don't have a ton of skill. I hadn't been able to bring in four- and five-star guys, but you know what? We can have effort. We can play yep. defense. So 126 defense against Alabama's offense, that's a tough home matchup for Ole Miss. Yeah, it really is. They're 67-ish in the Ken yeah. Palm, if you're looking at Ole Miss, and starting to slip out of the, uh, the conversation for the NCAA tournament right now. Um, they honored, uh, first, they honored the 2004 team both at UAB yesterday, who got the big win over North Texas. That team was a Sweet 16 team, Mike Anderson's bunch. And 2004 Elite Eight, Mark Godfrey's team in Tuscaloosa. Mark Godfrey and the guys were there. Godfrey, I think, had uh, you know had left his daughter's wedding from one earlier this month. 
And then he was back in Tuscaloosa walking off. I asked him, I said, man, what's it like being back, Mark? And he's like, loved it. It's good to be home. So a good crowd and a nice round of applause for the 2014 Petway, of course, getting the biggest applause of anybody, part of that team there. I went back and looked. Mike Rada made me go look at this because Rada was uh, off of UAB's win yesterday, tweeted um, that he made a choice to go follow UAB, not Alabama, back during the NCAA tournament run. Um, and they went to the Sweet 16. That was a Conference USA that year that had six bids. Six bids, including UAB, went to the Sweet 16. Different remember, conference back then. That was back yeah. when DePaul and Marquette and Cincinnati and Louisville, Louisville was in there. Yeah. Great basketball league. They had six bids. That year, Alabama to the Elite Eight, SEC had six bids. And that's not, this is not that long ago, 2004, just 20 years. That same year, the Big Ten had four. The Big 12 had three. Jeez. Conference USA had six. The Big, the Big 12 had three. Yeah, and the <laughs> SEC had six. And Conference USA yeah. had six. The Big 12 had three, four at the Big 10. Seven combined. CUSA almost had as many as the Big 12 and the Big 10 well, That was a fun conference. I can remember yeah. that. That was a fun conference. You know, that was, a, that was a fun march with both those teams making that run. Um, you know, UAB upsetting Kentucky, Alabama upsetting Stanford uh, were the obviously the big games there to get them both of the, you know to advance. Um, that was just really cool that they did it at the same time. I think didn't they have the Sports Illustrated cover where both of them were yeah. on the cover? Sweet yeah. Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was uh, that was really cool. That was a fun UAB team specifically to watch just because of that style of play under Mike Anderson. You know, we did a video this past week for Lance's Lock, and we were talking about um, the Mountain West. The Mountain West could have more teams at large than the ACC or maybe even the Big Ten. I think the count would be 6-6 six and six right now. Yeah. But the Mountain West to get 6 in, I mean, that kind of reminds you of what you're talking about right now. Imagine if BYU was still in it because BYU is a tournament yep. team too now in the Big 12. Um, that was one of the cool things in Tuscaloosa. So too was Terry and Nick Saban was back for the game. Um, first, Nate Oates talks about how important – it is having um, Nick Saban still around the program, something he looks forward to using for the foreseeable future. I mean, he's, to me, maybe the best team coach of any team sport in modern college sports history, and he's right here. He's, You know, I talked to him shortly after he retired. He told me when he's going to come back to town. I asked him if he wouldn't mind speaking to the team when he came back to town, so... This was in the window. We kind of had the week off between games. I thought it'd be good for our guys to hear from, you know, a respected coach like him on what it took to win. You know, he was great at turning out NFL players. You know, he taught. Yeah, you know, he was. He's great. He said, "I don't know much about basketball, but here's what I can apply from football." I thought. I thought he was really good. I mean, he's obviously won a ton of games and. I've tried to learn as much as I can from him. I was fortunate that I was able to spend, you know, five football seasons with him here and learned a little bit. Shoot, if he's around here, I'm going to keep picking his brain, see if he can keep talking to our team couple, as the years oh, go on. A couple of things. Um, I had a dream that he took the Vanderbilt or was offered the Vanderbilt basketball job. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Oh, Nick Saban. Yeah. And I think he could get Vanderbilt probably to an Elite Eight if he took that, <laughs> not knowing a lot about basketball. <laughs> I truly believe a coach can coach. Your point, and you've always said this, and I agree with you, that it doesn't matter sports, that there are guys like Nick Saban um, that could 
take over any type of sport and team, and it's about building a team, yeah. not necessarily the X's and O's of that particular sport. And I think he is so um, invested that he would watch so much film and become a basketball junkie within months. So anyway, with that said, how um, quick would he get teed up? I mean, like in football, you could go nuts up and down the sidelines oh and not get a flag. He'd get teed up so quick in basketball. I would think that they probably take Nick Saban for for granted. Like, oh, Nick Saban, we just saw him on campus, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Three hundred and fifty-two other teams. If he came to speak, they'd be wild. It's kind of like when we see Charles Barkley. Yeah, we don't think it's a big deal. But you saw in Indianapolis oh. this weekend, everyone thought that was a big deal. But you just get so. I don't know. You get immune to the situation. uh, I I saw randomly on uh, TikTok, Dave Portnoy was getting interviewed, uh, the the founder of Barstool, getting interviewed out at the Super Bowl. And and one of the questions was like one of those fast five questions, like favorite pizza you've ever eaten, you know, things like that. And one of them was the most famous person in your cell phone. And he had to think for a minute. He was like, oh, God, most famous person. He said, probably Charles Barkley. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, like, to Lance's point, like, Charles is just Charles to us, right? I just thought that was kind of weird. To, yeah, like, if he said Derek Dieter, you'd be like, yeah, okay, Damn. that makes sense. Or yeah, what, what kind know. of conversations they've had. Yeah. But or yeah, we've, all, we've all got Barkley in our cell phone. I know. I mean, it's, just, it's just Charles to us. He's just a friend of ours. So it is kind of weird when you hear stuff like that. But I do wonder, like, how long can you roll say, Nick Saban in an Alabama basketball locker room and it be a meaningful guy? Like, right now, to Lance's point, like those guys saw him on campus, but it's still Nick Saban, right? They know he's the GOAT. Like, how long will Nate Oates be able to roll him in there and the players be like, whoa, time out, here's Nick Saban? You know, what's, what's coach going to say? It may actually become more effective the further he Could gets be. away from coaching. Yeah, Could I want to see this. You know, we've got uh, the dude in rugby now trying to get into the NFL. Yep. Uh, we've heard about LeBron back in the day if he made the transition to wide receiver or tight end, how dominant he would be. I want to see a great coach like Nick Saban switch sports. Yeah, Tom Izzo is one that always wanted to coach football. Well, I mean, they say he ran his practices like it was I'm just, football. I, I mean, I'm just telling you with Saban, though, like college basketball officials have such bad rabbit ears. Yeah. Uh, he'd get run. I mean, in, in football, again, he ran it up and down the sidelines, never got a flag. Well, and Saban is so prepared, he would know. Hey, just because you slept in a shitty hotel in Des Moines last night doesn't mean you should miss that call. Yeah. That was an easy charge. Yeah. By the way, I, I the guy who did the Auburn game, which was five o'clock tip, I think it's Doug Shows. Is that how you say Doug Shows? Yeah, the, sh- the gun show man. Yeah. He likes to wear that medium. I think he did the Auburn game. Was he on the Auburn game? And then, but he was also doing the USF, uh, the USF uh, FAU. Which was an 11 a.m. Central yeah. kick in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. not UAB, Tip- not UAB, because that would have made too much sense to go from Auburn to Birmingham, right? Right. right. He, he went from Auburn to Tampa, Florida. Yeah, big game, big TV, national TV, <laughs> yeah, ESPN right. game. And doing 11 a.m. You know, he was in T Town. That's right, Luke. He was in T Town. Okay. I knew. I knew. I saw him this weekend. Okay, so at least he had 24 hours be- yeah. f- between tip times yeah. <laughs> to execute this yeah. plan. Yeah. It was exactly 24 exactly hours to go from Tuscaloosa to Tampa and call another big game. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Our, our friend Charlie was asking, would Oates take this Michigan job? I don't think so. Uh, they lose again this weekend to in-state rival Michigan State. They have lost now, by my count, eight of their last nine and nine of their last 11. Um, I don't think he would take that job. Yeah. It just, I mean, I don't know how comfortable he was. Did he Did he love the state of Michigan when he was there before? I don't know. I mean, Michigan is a better basketball job than Alabama, historically. But now either one of those teams with the resources 
You can get where you need to get. Yeah, I would tell you every time he's on with us, he always talks about how he he, he's, he doesn't miss the cold weather of living up north. Well, yeah. I don't know what this weekend was miserable. Yeah, but it ain't Michigan miserable for us. <laughs> for, oh, I thought it was miserable. No, it is highs, miserable. The highs were in the forties and it rushes. was it was what you would call to me a dull forty. Hey, you know what you didn't do? Blow snow off your driveway. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what well, you're you do right. In I mean, we yeah. we sat by the fire pit, and after a couple of hours, I was like, "It's too damn cold." A couple out here. of hours in Michigan, yeah. you're outside for like ten minutes, and uh, your skin freezes. A couple of our great sponsors here. We'll continue the conversation. Best and worst of the weekend coming up, being brought to you by our friends at Hempill. We'll get into that in the next segment. Tell us about Hempill. Yeah, make sure that unit is ready to keep up with this changing weather. I looked at my thermometer, and it was 61 degrees. In my downstairs guy room. Had to flip it on. Look, uh, always the HVAC is ready to roll because of our friends at Hemp Hill Services. 205-229-2090. Adam, Chad, Andrew, the guys there. Tell them the next round sent you. Hard to stop a train. Trust the name. Birmingham is trust since 1954 for all of your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. That is Hemp Hill Services. For more information, HempHillServices.com. Hey, we got a lot of extra shows coming up this week, so we always try to remind you to uh, not only subscribe at Next Round Live on YouTube, but follow us at Next live.com but set your alerts uh we always ask you anytime we're on to give us a thumbs up that helps us tremendously we appreciate you doing that but set your alerts so you know when we're live one of those live shows is coming up saturday uh down at the bjcc with our friends from johnston rv the uh rv show is coming to the bjcc saturday so they're focusing on that coleman store i-65 exit 304 you get rv show pricing all month long so you've got all february to get rv show pricing but they're going to be down at the show saturday we'll be down there with them and you can rsvp and get an extra up to a thousand dollars in incentives just go to johnstonrvcenter.com slash tnr johnstonrvcenter.com slash tnr to find out how you get those incentives, RSVP, CMI 65, exit 304 in Coleman, exit 334 in Decatur, always online, johnstonrvcenter.com. And we're back in a moment on TNR. Follow LT on Twitter at the Lance Taylor. Man, I love a good meal. I'm Jim Dunaway. A good meal is what you get with my friend Sterling at Champy's Chicken on Highway 119 in Alabaster. We're talking great southern fried chicken, wonderful sides, hand-cut chicken fingers, poor boys, and those Mississippi Delta recipe tamales. you got a perfect menu for everybody. Champy's Chicken is perfect for watching the big game or taking a meal to the lake house, down to the coast, or stay in the restaurant and dine in in a great atmosphere. It's all made fresh to order right there on 119 in Alabaster, Champy's Chicken. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. Just because you've quit going to the gym, it doesn't mean that you have to quit gym altogether. Dunaway, that is. With our next round podcasts open 24-7, 365, you can access gym anytime you'd like. While you may have done away with your treadmill routine, our version of Dunaway is standing by ready to get you back to your absolute best. Find all that lovely Jimmy D-led content on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and in the podcast section of nextroundlive.com. This message is sponsored by Jimmy Crypto Inc. and Jimmy Crypto for President. Fire damage to your home or business is something you never want to consider. Ryan Brown here from the next round. But in the horrible event it happens, Dry Tech is here to help. They respond quickly and will reply to you within 20 minutes when you call 205-637-0143. They're working for you, the customer, not the insurance company. They've got five crews ready to go 24-7. Don't call the insurance company first. Call Dry Tech. Just remember this website, mydrytech.com. That is mydrytech.com. 
Hang out with the next round on the go. Whether you're driving to work, running errands, sitting on the beach, or you just need a break from the real world, we can keep you company. Check out the next round, Mystery Fifth Hour, and our other shows on your favorite podcast app. We'll meet you there. Hey, for all of your IT and printing needs, reach out to our friends at Xerox Business Solutions. Look, I'm still one of those old school guys. I print my notes every single day for the show. If you watch the show here on the next round, you see all the notes in front of me. From day one, Xerox Business Solutions, they've been with us here at the next round. Local for over 45 years. For all of your IT and printing needs, visit XeroxBusinessSolutions.com or call 205-969-3000. That's 205-969-3000. You never know what we're up to here at the next round. The easiest way to stay in the know with our antics and adventures is to follow the next round across all social media platforms at Next Round Live on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Whether it's Dunaway sleeping in the studio, Tim and Lunsford breaking down the latest movie release, or Game Day Chronicles, we are here to keep you updated on the latest sports news while, of course, having just a little bit of fun. Follow at Next Round Live across all platforms to join in. All right, so uh, big wins for Bama in UAB over the weekend. Auburn drops one. More of the best and worst of the weekend. Right after LT tells us about the rump shaker coming to town. Yeah, did you know that colon cancer, the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America, it affects men and women equally? If you're 45 or older, rump shaker encourages you to talk to your doctor about screening options that are available. Colon cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable, but early detection is the key. For more information, visit rumpshakerinc.org. You can also, uh, more information about the 16th annual rump shaker 5K that is coming up Saturday, March 23rd. At Regions Field. For more information and to get registered, go online to rumpshakerinc.org. Uh, Alabama has hired an offensive line coach, according to Pete Thamel. Uh, he is Baylor offensive line coach Chris <laughs> Kapilovic. Kapilovic. Good call. Uh, that, I actually have the pronunciation, so I, I was going to go another round on that. Chris Kapilovic and Forrester is showing you a photo, and you might say, Well, you, Brown, you said he's Baylor's offensive line coach. You guys couldn't find a more updated photo. He has been Baylor's offensive line coach for about two months right now. Uh, he was most recently with Michigan State, joined Dave Aranda's staff at Baylor on uh, December 12th, and now is in Tuscaloosa. So two months in Waco is all he's going to log there. Basically, he's coming to Alabama from Michigan State, Chris Kapilovic. So according to Pete, he was at Colorado before that, so That's he's right. with Mel Tucker. Yep, he's uh, been a Mel Tucker guy, so... Um, I, I looked because of that Dunaway to see if maybe he was like one of those uh, uh, army of analysts at Alabama. I don't see that. No, okay. he's, he's been in state, though. Alabama <laughs> yeah, State Alabama from state. 2001 to 2005. Yep. All right. So he's on the move very quickly out of Baylor on his way uh, to Tuscaloosa. That in college football. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best of the weekend from uh, Bob John Wake concert in Hoover. Uh, the worst, uh, brutally, brutally cold. Um, from the John Waite. Um, I ain't missing, missing you. I ain't missing you. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one? Yep. yep. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to do I all. think that is That's the one. It's hard to do a whole concert on that. Especially yeah. in the brutal cold. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to do the I Ain't Missing You remix coming up. Yeah. Well, I would imagine there are some artists who start with their most popular song and then they sing it again at the end with a little twist to it, maybe yep. just acoustic. Maybe I would imagine so. that's yeah. what a John Waite would do. Yeah, uh, your best and worst of the weekend. What is uh, what was that, Brownie? You were on the road, right? Uh, I was on the road. Scott's got video of my best of the weekend, and um, 
I mean, this is actually really pretty cool. I saw it on social media at first. Um, I don't know if you notice anything about number 16 going to the plate there for East Carolina. He has uh, one of those great athletic blades after an amputation on his right leg. Yeah, which means, Dunaway, he is the first Division I college baseball player as an amputee to ever play a game. Uh, this guy had an accident in the water that almost cost him his life, and he lost his leg. And Parker Bird is his name. He's had 22 surgeries. Less than two years ago, I had this accident. 22 surgeries, and is playing baseball on a prosthetic leg. That was his plate appearance Friday night. He walked, uh, and then they uh, they pinch run for him. I don't know what you know they expect out of him. He's also a pitcher. Uh, but that is incredible, man, to have a prosthetic leg, 22 surgeries, and you come back and play college baseball. I, I, I don't know how you put that in yeah, context. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost Jim Abbott-like yeah. back in the day. And I watched the Iron Claw over the weekend about the Von Erich family. Right. I cannot believe how big of a train wreck that family is. You know, we talk about the Kennedys being jinxed. Whoa. Um, I, you know, best of the weekend for me, I got home Friday. I did not leave my house again until Sunday. Wow. That's so a, that was pretty awesome. What made you leave on Sunday? Uh, God, I went and saw uh, Brown's boy, George. George Wright, Pastor Shades Mountain Baptist. And then I uh, did a little lunch and then came back, and uh, that was about it. Got ready for uh, True Detective, the series or the season finale last night. And it didn't, didn't stick the landing to me. I'm glad I, uh, I bailed out on that one. I never saw the orange roll out from under the uh, ca- uh, bed. You well, we still had oranges rolling. I mean, it's worth the watch. I do think it was probably the second best behind season one, but it uh, it, it fell a little short there. Um, the I, I've seen it described as a controversial ending. I would call it controversial. There were some parts that were too neatly wrapped up, and there were some unturned stones that that we'll never get the answers to, that they just kind of disregarded last night. It didn't make any sense. Uh, that is, uh, that's disappointing when it ends that way. Um, Maggie and I enjoyed, um, we never watched uh, Only Murders. Um, only Murders in the Building. In the Building. Uh, so we binged first year. Really, really good. Start, I started the second year. She did not. Did, did it not wear you out at the end of first year? Like, I thought it was... I thought it was really good early, and then they started just wearing me down the last couple of episodes, so I didn't even take a look at season two. Season two is off to a better start than season one, and I guess there's a season three. I think they're like season four by now, because yeah. Meryl Streep's in it. Yeah, I just... Um, oh, they're shooting season four. I do enjoy the... Um, Steve Martin and uh, the other guy. Martin Short. Martin, Martin Short. Short are really, yeah. really good. I like Martin Short the best. Yeah, uh, but I, that, was, that was a fun watch. My worst of the weekend, though, Rockstar, was cut number eight. And it's Rick Pitino. Now, they lost yesterday, so coaches who lose say a lot of things. But you're Rick Pitino. You got, you got fired from Louisville for a variety of reasons, right? Louisville is one of the cream of the crop jobs, great facilities and everything. Now, he, Rick Pitino, not only complains about the facilities at St. John's, he then throws the players and athleticism under the the, the the car and then backs up and runs over them again. <laughs> Listen to this post game yesterday. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling and really it's not about losing because even in winning, winning when we watch the film I see unathletic plays. I, 
I see people that don't handle a ball that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year. If you had to do it over again, would you have attacked your first offseason differently? I had no choice. We just could take who we could get, who was available. We had no choice. Um, I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway because when you rush like that and you don't see the players and you just uh, – not not a whole lot we can do, but it's um, – I think I've enjoyed even, – even the Celtics when we lost – I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had oh, since I've been God. coaching. Oh. Wait, wait. You have any- yeah. most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching? I'd be uh, like, hey, man, you lost your fastball a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Was that the end? Was that the end? Yeah, okay. More. Oh, there's more? Yeah. Of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Look, I'm disappointed. I don't want to say the wrong things. But I'm really disappointed in my team. Yeah. Sure. I love how he doesn't want to say the wrong things after he says yeah. he enjoyed coaching this and team. They lost eight to ten. Um, at one point, did he not say? I think also that you know, if we wanted to get slow on athletic players, we could have recruited like Missouri. I mean, I think he started naming other teams too. <laughs> I could have coached a Manhattan. Yeah, still. I, I mean, I just you were on the trash heap of coaches. Didn't he go coach somewhere over in Iona? In, in, well, no, yeah, but he was in like South Africa or. Dubai, or he was somewhere. I thought it it was Italy, but maybe Maybe it was Italy. But he was somewhere over there across the pond coaching with no TV deal. Then he's back over here at Iona, and we raved about it. Rick Patino. Now you're at St. John, and you're gonna you're gonna throw your players under the bus. You're gonna throw the facilities under the bus. He was in Greece. He was coaching in Greece. Greece. Now now you start. You're reliving your days with with the Celtics. I enjoyed losing with the Celtics, but. Uh, this has been probably the most miserable year of my life. Well, I bet it's not the most mer- miserable year of your life. Well, yeah. and here's the thing. I don't know what you get out of saying that because where St. John's is at 14 and 12 and losing 8 to 10, even if they win out, which they will not win out, and they go deep in the the Big East tournament, I still don't think they get in. Yeah. I kind of wanted him to win at St. John's. Honestly, when he went well, in, I kind of wanted to win. I thought he would. I, and I think ultimately he probably will. Well, boy, I'm pulling hard against him now with yeah. that kind of attitude. I like big, big games at Madison Square Garden. It's unfortunately, uh, this year St. John teams not going to have that. Don't like coaches who throw their guys under the under the bus that hard. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the weekend in the SEC with Richard Hendricks. He joins us, uh, SEC Network, Alabama uh, fame there. And uh, big weekend for the Tide as they stay atop of the SEC. The show being brought to you by our friends right there at Storm Restoration Roofing. He's Greg from Pell City, 205-542-3531. We'll put that number on the screen for you if you are watching us today. But let me tell you about Greg. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. He and his wife own the company. He's been locally owned for over 20 years. He's the kind of guy guy that insurance companies trust but if he needs to go to battle with the insurance companies for you he will do that he's done that for one of our viewers already who is getting 80 percent of the roof paid for he's trying to get 100 percent, so he's fighting for her right now trying to get 100 percent from the insurance companies he does roof replacement storm damage and that free no cost roof inspection no obligation no cost roof inspection just call him up 205-542-3531 or look him up on facebook it's greg from pell city Follow Brownie on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Brown Live.